You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Uh, boys, what y'all do this weekend? You get into a little uh, scouting yeah i haven't talked to you so I'd that's true yeah it's been a while uh me and phil i think last time i was on i was telling the story of us going and putting the cameras out mm-hmm. on public and i was singing the praises of the one camera that got cut down by the we assume dog guys can't confirm uh how it got like flooded with water and was still working and everything like that We'll update there. Uh, it stopped working. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I got to it and um, went out yesterday, got to it, put it in like a place that sucks to get to because it's a cell camera, and that's kind of what you do with them. Uh, so it sucked to get to it again. And um, when I got to it, I opened up the latch, and it's just full of water again. So I think somehow the gasket seal, whatever, got damaged, and so I'm going to have to try to figure out I got to dry it out first of all, and then second of all, I got to figure out how water is getting into it. Because um, I went, went back and looked at the camera when, like, all the pictures for, it was sending me, and like, it sent me a picture of it raining, and then I have like two pictures after that, and then it cut off, and so clearly, like, the rain soaked got in, in, soaked in, and like, the batteries were full of water. It was all over my controls. Like, it literally wouldn't even turn on. So, got to figure that out. Might be buying a new one. Um, and then we actually moved Phil's. So, we got a picture of one big buck on that bench um that we hiked out to where we put his camera and um got the video and everything and went out and kind of looked around of like okay this is the direction he was coming from he was moving vertical up the side of the ridge and was actually working kind of um i guess it would be west of where we normally hunt which actually played into like this whole theory that we're building about this area so that was good we got some information we only got one literally one picture of a deer on a southeast wind which is irregular for the area. So it's like, if we're not getting anything on like the normal prevailing winds and thermals at this point, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know that I want to leave that camera sitting there until like we're getting into crunch time. Like we're probably going to leave this camera for at least the early season wherever we put it. So we actually took his down too and moved his actually down to like the low side of the big like finger ridge that we hunt off of down the slope we hiked all the way down it and down close to actually where i shot my buck um kind of in like the lower area down there and still put it west of where we normally hunt and actually my the direction my buck came from um and when i told that story i don't know if y'all remember that i heard a doe blow initially and then heard him come crashing through the woods my direction well, once we got over to the spot where we end up putting his camera, we realized there's like all these thick beat trails of where they actually are moving north, and he came from the uh, east. Um, so it makes sense that the doe blew or whatever happened over there knocked him off that trail where he was moving north and where he actually came like straight to me. 
Um, it's not like there's a bunch of trails or anything like that made sense for him to be moving my direction. He got like scared into my totally direction. It. So it wasn't like, you know, I had patterned him and knew he was coming this way or whatever. It was just kind of a freak thing of like right place, right time. So, um, setting this camera over in that area, we're actually on the, like, there's several paths that converge in this area and, uh, Phil put up a, a licking branch, uh, in front of our camera. He peed on it. So hopefully he's got some good deer attracted pee. Hopefully he's it's got worked. good deer in. Yeah. It's worked a lot in the past. So we, uh, on another property we hunted, he did that and we had tons of, we got tons of activity, a bunch of bucks rolling through. So. I don't know. We'll see how that one does. It's a lot easier to get to that one. It's closer to where we actually hunt. So I don't know. We'll see what it, nothing yet, but we put it out Sunday morning or Saturday morning. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that's, and that was pretty, we, there's, so there's a bunch of logging roads that have been cut out there. There was some, like they've been doing it over the past three years, it looks like. And so we just walked a, a bunch of them. I mean, like figured it out. I put the track me thing on, on Onyx and just like, all these different logging roads that kind of snake through there and it just it helps while you're in a tree to be like if you hear something from one direction of like knowing that no what's over potentially going to be traveling this way and using this so it was it was a productive day put in a lot of a lot of steps for sure um but was this yesterday this is saturday so it was still hot it kind of cooled off yesterday dude no it actually rained a bunch friday night mm. it was like 97 friday i think and then when we got out there dude it was like 71 <coughs> 6 30 in the morning it was awesome was friday when the storms rolled through yeah i wasn't here don't know yes we we got crazy storms it was yeah. one of those things where the weather's just like hey this afternoon there might be a couple of pop-up yeah. showers and then by the time seven o'clock running around and like cutting into i think we were watching the panthers game and uh they cut into it and they're like crazy strong winds and you know, we I got saw this, a bunch of trees down. Man, it was weird. We got, you know, the security cameras up around the all, all four corners of the house, and we were just getting hit by wind from all these directions. And we went out back, and, like, our patio chairs had slid across the deck, and a planter got knocked over, and we're like, well, let's pull up the security camera footage. And literally, you can see the deck, and then beyond it, you can see the woods. And you can see it's kind of windy, but then all of a sudden, you just see the trees go like this. And you just can sense this sense of this gust of wind come in, Whoa. hit a chair, slide the chair across, and then the, this planter was right beyond it and hit that. But then there's like a little dog bed and all this stuff on the other side. Didn't touch any of that. But literally, you could see the trees Straight just long. like a little, like that movie the um, with Marky Mark. What was that movie called? That M. Night Shyamalan movie where the wind was killing people. <laughs> it was really bad. Another Dan's deep cut on <laughs> yeah. a movie. And it was like Mark Wahlberg and like people were killing themselves oh, and they're like the trees the trees are trying to kill people you don't remember that no, no, <laughs> no, no. So i would remember that if i've seen if that, the name of that movie <laughs> um but no it's yeah, like it's... that you'd see like the wind come but it was literally like a forest and then just in one part of the forest just the trees go bleep huh wild. it was a big storm yeah no nah, we actually got it later than y'all did because it looked like it was about seven, eight o'clock. It looked horrible at our house, but we never got wind or rain really anything. And then in the middle of the night, it just dumped. So there was, dude, when we were out uh, Saturday, we heard like a big tree fall. And then on our way out, like, so we came in the main entrance, uh, a gigantic, I mean, like, I don't even know how many, how, how many feet across is that right there? Close to three. Yeah. Like three, maybe bigger than that, four foot wide 
freaking tree just slammed on the main. So we had to like take all these gravel roads to get even out of the state park or whatever. So yeah, it was, it was it like was, a big sycamore or something. I don't know what it was. I just, I pulled up and Phil was like in reverse. Um, oh, because we actually did something smart for this trip. So we took both of our, I took my truck, he took his, um, Toyota and he, we dropped his car off at the bottom and then drove my truck up to the top, hiked in the top and like a float. And then like basically worked our way all the way down. Cause last time we worked our way, like all the way down, all the way along the side of this ridge, we ended up putting in like five or six miles. Like it was crazy, yeah. like up and down all these ridges and stuff. Well, this time we just hiked down. So you didn't have to climb back yeah, up. Yeah, and then drove up, got my truck, and we both left. Yeah, that's smart. So we're going to hunt that way, we discovered. Like, that's for dragon deer. Like, mm. dude, he shot his buck two years ago all the way up at what we call the bowl on this ridge and shot it. It ran down the hill and died basically at, like, the base of the ridge system. He drug it out the bottom of the ridge system where we left his car. So, like, probably covered three miles, like, all totaled. Like, it was it was bad. So this time we're going to have both of our vehicles so that like one of us can hike the gear up to the truck, take the truck down and then go meet or something yeah. like that. So I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. I got to shoot my bow, man. I just like every other year, I'm probably two weeks behind schedule and we open in three days, four days, what five is days. Are you guys taking time off? Well, I don't get, I don't start to October. Hmm. No, I'm not taking time off. But I, I will be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've saved. I've saved several days. Yeah. With holidays coming up, I'll I'll be burning through what I've got left at this point. But I'll definitely be taking some afternoons, even a little early. Did I tell you about Land Between the Lakes? Uh, I don't think so. I got in the quota hunt for Land Between the Lakes. Wow. So, so you're going to go do that four-day Maybe four day, maybe uh, one day you kill something, get out of there. Yeah, I think it's three days. I think it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Dope, I'm gonna dude. camp out out there. So you like planning all your kit and stuff for that? Well, I was talking with Derek about it, and he had a good idea of if I have that smart cap topper installed, just oh, sleep in the truck. Yeah, and then so we, we've been scouting. I'll show you the Onyx. I had Derek look at the Onyx and give me some good suggestions because I'm on the. Kentucky, I think it's called like Kentucky Public Hunters Facebook Forum or something, okay. just for some inside scoops. And Land Between the Lakes, I think, has seven zones inside, and you choose which zone you want to hunt in and apply for it. And then they say, oh, you were drawn for And you can choose three different zones. Would you get your top, middle, or last? Yeah. You got I, your top? Uh, I, I can't remember if it was my top or not, but all of mine were in Kentucky, and my last pick was just whatever's available. Oh, okay. So I said, like, this zone, this zone, or whatever's available. And uh, the zone I got, I think, is pretty good. Um, But so on this Kentucky forum, someone was like, hey, I got drawn for zone 7. Someone on the forum's like, I got drawn for zone 7. And I'm like, cool, I did too. Hopefully we won't bump into each other. And then someone else was like, I got drawn zone 7 too. And I'm like, how no <laughs> is it a big plot or it's it's pretty big but yeah. i don't know how many hunters are going to be out there uh-huh. and there's not a lot of it's mostly big woods and a uh-huh. few little clearings uh-huh. so the question is just the same as it always is with every yeah public trip is where are other people going to post right. up yeah, yeah and Derek thinks along the field line 
feet, you know. Yeah, like inside against corners. The, the clearings is going to be shot. So Derek oh, was kind of suggesting deep woods. It's gun saddles and yeah. Yeah, I would imagine those dudes Ridge saddles be and setting up that sort on of the... stuff. Thermals and. So oh, we'll you're going to be playing with some thermals this year. If De- if that if Derek says this looks like a good area, I will I will go scout it. So. It's hot, dude. Yeah. I've been trying to learn about the thermals. It is not straightforward. It doesn't seem like it would be, and it seems like one of those things that would be kind of hard to scout for. Um, yeah, it is, but, yeah. you you. The hard part is, like, there's a good time and a bad time to hunt thermals. Like, you can completely ruin a spot by, from what I understand. Okay, I don't have firsthand experience. Nobody roasts me. I'm trying to learn about this. But, like, there's a good time and bad time and a good spot and a bad spot to be at, like, the two different times. So thermals are going up or down, right? But then also, depending on the wind, it can actually, like, circle your scent back down to you. So it's, like, it, it looks like your wind's, your thermal's taking it up, and then the wind could actually be blowing it black, back down onto you. Like, What's that smell? Yeah. I don't know if it's me. That's Dan. Um, smelling yourself Dan. yeah um but you could figure it out i mean like i a could lot figure of it out and i've got a lot more um options being there for three days and yeah. if i'm there for a day and and it's not great but really so i'm gonna go out and scout those areas where derek suggests thermals might be good yeah. you know inside bowls uh, oh you know there's some thermal hubs yeah nice. and if there's good shooting lanes you know i'll post up if it's all rhododendrons then i won't you know, be there but if it's like this looks like i could get some well head. what's it look like on onyx you should be able to get some sort of sense of the it's just all tree, tree cover. cover yeah it's just all tree cover well i wonder so i'm thinking like as, a, as a bow hunter but like as a gun hunter hunting a thermal i wonder if you could position yourself like just outside outside of where you're going to be majorly affected because like i'm trying to get 20 30 yards you can be if there's sight lines you could be 100 120 yeah and like know like this is the spot that i'm keyed in on but you know. That's the thing, and that's the thing with with why I'll probably be avoiding the open fields is that yeah they look pretty flat on yeah. Onyx, so you know anyone on any part of that field could be shooting at a deer a hundred, two hundred yards away. What what time of year is it? It's no middle of November. Oh, so right. Yeah. Yeah, that'll middle be of November. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's a. I, be, I don't know. Those guys in the field could shoot big bucks, I guess. I was going to say, like, those guys are probably going to shoot, like, the younger bucks and the does if they're going to be hunting in the fields. But, like, they're rut, all man. chasing around. Yeah. Yeah, I'll show you the Onyx maps after the podcast. Get your Get your That's awesome, opinion. dude. I'm excited. Are you going to be doing any hunting other than that, or is that going to be your – Yeah, so Chris, you know, is trying to hunt somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Brad lost his right. primo – uh, spot so we were talking about trying to do another uh taylorsville lake quota hunt okay because those kentucky fish and wildlife so the land between the lakes is like core of engineers it's not kentucky fish and wildlife so it's mm. like a different quota okay the kentucky fish and wildlife quotas are they draw you can apply anytime in september so i think we might try to go in as a group and do maybe i mean i skunked out on taylorsville last last year but lessons learned i kind of want to go back there um so we might do try to all three of us get in on on another quota hunt as a group yeah you got to see like some good deer movement right like you had i saw tons of deer movement i saw zero deer i saw i think one deer Um, oh so you didn't see tons of deer movement i saw tons of deer sign sign of oh okay okay, yeah i saw tons of freshly worn 
gotcha. game trails and stuff. The, the big issue I had was the area that I was posting up on, on Onyx, the satellite imagery was a freshly cut field. <laughs> and then when I got there, it yeah. was not freshly cut. No. Um, so lesson learned there. This yeah. is why I'm going to scout. I yeah. think we're going, because Land Between the Lakes is like three hours away. So it's, oh, not a, it's not an easy scout. But Amanda and I are going in two weeks out there to... Uh, to see what there is to see. Mostly we'll be going on the roads and seeing how tough the roads are. And you You'll know, get a sense for how thick it is, yeah, too. Yeah, we, we probably won't be walking in the woods a little bit, but mm. once we do that, we'll probably plan another trip of going back and walking into the woods. Are you going to take a camera? A trail cam? Yeah. Yeah. You got a cell camera? I'm just gonna... Yeah. Nice. Yeah, tap cam. You got a lockbox? I do. It's going to be a heavy traffic. I, even though it's not a ton of people, I'm assuming it's still going to be. Well, and I don't know. people scouting out you there. You know, I should probably look it up. I don't know if they allow archery hunting on Land Between the Lakes, if it's the quotas for for rifle only, or if that's the only time they allow deer to be hunted. I think that's how that Parker window. hunted it, was archery. But, I mean, that's I guess he, he usually could have done. But I don't he know. still could have shot his bow during rifle season. Yeah, that's. Do I they do they do that? I, I didn't know they. I, I thought a lot of times like if you can shoot your gun, they allow a bow as well. I think sometimes yeah, sure they would. Like why would you? you yeah, know I mean? think sometimes the gun thing is for safety of like, hey, if we're gonna let have people shooting guns, we want only be on this weekend because there's also like campgrounds and whatever, whatever, and they don't want yeah. people shooting all the time. But sometimes the quota thing is just we only want so many deer to be harvested. In which case, I don't know what Land Between the Lakes is. I'm going to look that up after the podcast. So the other people that were saying they got Zone 7, um, it's the same weekend? Yeah, or it's just that quota hunt. Oh, wow. Just mm. that quota hunt. I, I wonder how many people are in the, each zone. I don't know. And I also wonder how many people uh, actually show up. I wonder how many mm. people draw it. And then when it, when it comes time and it, oh no, it's rainy. Like they draw chilly. multiple things or apply for multiple things and then figure out where they're going to go. Yeah, I mean, I think it costs like five or ten bucks to enter the, yeah. the lottery, so they probably yeah. do it. And then, you know, it's middle of November and not a lot of skin in that game. Yeah, not a lot of skin. So I wonder how many people. Because even this guy on <laughs> Facebook, he was like, "Where are there like established campgrounds I can?" camp at and i was like i'm just gonna be camping in the woods like <laughs> yeah or, or in my truck camper maybe so they, might, right. they so, might not really be in it to win it you know what i mean like you are it's interesting to me yeah, that someone joke. Uh, I did someone <laughs> who applied for a quota hunt is asking how to find a campsite like that seems to be rookie baseball Nah, like, nah. Well, they. I think they were looking. They they didn't know you could backcountry camp land between okay. the lakes. Yeah. Okay. And okay. they we'll were familiar with the area. They called out one of the campgrounds, Energy Lake, and they're like, "Is that the closest campground? Does anyone know?" Mm. And I mean, they were on the Kentucky form, but I mean, they could have been like, "Yeah, that's true." On the on the east side of Kentucky, you know, they might be like, "Cause I've never been on the land between the lakes. I don't know anything." No, about I'm it. just talking about pulling up a map. Like just seen yeah, this is Facebook, man. <laughs> this is these are not the most tech savvy people. Yeah, okay. they're not like go wilders. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be elitist on it, but it just seemed kind of. 
but I am. And trivial, <laughs> trivial question. Like, come and on, dude. Some, you know, so some people they followed just... it up with, "What are the best boots for yeah. hunting?" <laughs> the one, like the biggest fight that happens. Sometimes you, on those forums, I rarely engage on those forums, but you can tell sometimes people are just looking for someone to talk to. Oh, just mm-hmm. look, you know what I mean? Like need they, a buddy. yeah, need a buddy. Um, but cool. Yeah. So, what'd you do this weekend? Well, we had uh, my sister's fiance's bachelor party. Oh, yeah. Which um, I'm a little tired today. I don't stay up that late very often. So, a couple nights in a row, staying up late, um, drinking beer on the river. Got a little tired. So, but yeah, we were on the Tocoa River in Georgia, North Georgia, which I highly recommend. Like, this should be a spot that we, we think about. Because this is a little further than the Asheville area. Asheville, call it six hours. This is about six, six and a half. Call it nine hours when we go. Though. Yeah. <laughs> After a yeah, After semi the, flips over. Yeah. And, yeah. And the Ideal scenario. Yeah. Six hours. Um, really, a ton of water to fish in that area. Um, smallies or were you going No, it was trout. Oh, trout. Yeah. I caught some little... Little small brown trout, one rainbow. And the where we were is Blue Ridge. There's a lake, Blue Ridge Lake. And the first day I was down there, I went up above the lake and fished. So this is a mountain stream that they dammed up, fills the lake. We actually stayed, our house was on the below the dam. So that was, you know, I fished both the upper and tailwater. So the upper section, like we talked about how it was going to be warm and, you know, it's like the worst possible time to be fishing for trout, trying not to kill them, so getting them back on the water really quick and stuff. It was so weird, dude. I'm in the water waiting, and it's not that cold. Like, it was almost weird to be fishing for trout in that water. And I catch a – sorry, back up. I'm going upstream, and I see a fish in, like, two inches of water. There's no way. That's an ideal water temperature for that fish. But they were just hanging out in these shallows. I don't know if it was like some weird shade above them that was bringing in cooler water or what, but they were concentrating in this really shallow area, uh, very warm water. So I caught a trout up there and tried to get it in his back in the water fast and um, went down and fished the tailwater section by the house. And it's a really cool river we tube down it one day too so i fished oh, like fun. drift fish in my little fishing tube heck yeah so you're, not, so not, you're in, a, in your... not a pool tube oh okay i took my like oh, my yeah. little belly oh, yeah. gotcha gotcha yeah. gotcha okay that makes more sense it yeah. would have been much funnier if you were <laughs> so you cooler just floating behind you tethered to your inner tube in that your... was on the other guys too yeah, right. yeah i mean we were it was like a caravan of people i'm floating down with and i'm out there fishing and were you the only one fishing? No, one other guy. I had taken some spinning rods, and one of the other guys wanted to fish, so he fished too, just throwing a rooster tail. Um, But, yeah, so we decided to go f- do this float. And I had texted Jason, my soon-to-be brother-in-law, like, hey, this this water gets pretty shallow when it's shut off. We should, you know, maybe think about going when the water's on, when they're releasing from the dam. Otherwise, it's going to be a very long float. It's like four river miles. So this water, when it's on, moves a mile an hour. So when it's off, it moves at the speed of spit, like slope. And so um, we 
start this float after the water's been turned off. Oh, no. This is kind of like when we did Green River. You oh, know, we, we start power yeah. like, oh, uh, boy, we better go. <laughs> we've gone 100 yards in an hour. Yeah. We could see the dam for a long time. At this point, I'm like, this, this is going to be a minute. So we get to a certain point, and I don't know why I had never checked earlier, but at some point, like two hours in, somebody asks, like, hey, does anybody have their phone have service? I'm like, yeah, I do. So I look, pull up a map. We're not even halfway. <laughs> not even halfway on this float. It is It's 6 o'clock. You can see the sun start to and be creeping behind the mountains because you're in a, a valley, yeah. a river valley. Yeah, and it's not like you're in a kayak where it's like, well, we better start paddling. It's <laughs> like there's nothing you can <laughs> no. do. Use your hands. Yeah. And it's so shallow that we are dragging ass on every riffle, like, often. And oh, these are no. there's a couple of guys that are big boys in these twos, yeah. and they are Drag. hitting. Dredging up the bottom. <laughs> so it, it ends up that some of the guys that were in the back group, they got stuck. They were getting mad. Jason was getting really frustrated. He's like, I'm done. I'm done. climbing out. I'm going to the house, and I'm finding somebody to give us a ride. So they did that, and none of us really knew. Oh, man. So they go do that. We eventually float to this one spot that is a boat ramp, like a concrete boat ramp posted, no trespassing. Private property. Do not uh, like, like six signs. I'm like, ah, this is the area where people shoot first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Jason's dad, he he's a mess. Uh he's like, I don't care. I don't care. I'll I'll pay whatever money they want. We're get out of this river. I gotta get out. Somebody's gonna die because it's cold <laughs> Somebody's water. Gonna die out here. <laughs> it's cold water. Yeah. So it's fifty something degree water and Oof. you're shivering. And yeah. if you weren't in the sun, when there's a lot of spots where it was shaded. If you're not in that sun, like, you legit were freezing. And so the sun's starting to come down more. We're right above a train bridge, which looks like it's going to kill somebody. So we get out. We walk through this private property. I don't condone trespassing on private property. <laughs> but we had to get the heck out of there. And so we, we stopped there. I called Jason, and he's like, yeah, we got a ride, man. We we got out. We got a ride. All right, Dang. well, come pick us up. Yeah. Here's a pin drop. Come get us. It was a mess, man. I uh, it This was a lesson in not following my instincts and being like, no, we should wait and do it tomorrow with the flow. Yeah. True, but also it's not your party. You don't want to be that guy. I didn't, I didn't want to be the dad. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just got to go with the flow. Hmm. <laughs> That's what he tell you. Drinking. I did. I was like, oh, we'll take a big old sip. Let's see. Here, tool. Yeah. Um, so I wish I would have spit that out though. Next time, I'm really gonna <clears throat> trust my instinct. So then we're out there yesterday. Is it yesterday? No, Saturday. Hanging out by the pool because this house was really cool. It was up on a hill, and then there's a the down by the river. They had a pool with a little pool house and a bathroom nice. and a kitchen and stuff. It was really cool. Awesome. And so we were hanging out down there playing cornhole and stuff, and you start seeing all these people on tubes come by yeah, with the like flow, and they're just moving right along. <laughs> yeah. No rocks. They're just having fun. Yeah. So, yeah. We back. got our float coming up here in two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Because I get back from oh, me yeah. and Sav are going on a little, little pre-hunting season vacation. Mm. Earn, earn some brownie points. Where, Where are you going? going? Clearwater. Oh, I think, I think I knew that. Yeah, it's for her yeah. birthday. Yeah. So. Isn't that where Derek just went? Clearwater? I don't know. No, he went to Panama. Oh, Panama. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're doing that, and then I get back, and then Friday we're shooting no low ballers, and then Saturday we're doing the the trip. The um, 
I was going to say, speaking of going on vacations, update from the last uncensored where I was talking about going to Texas for the... Why are you laughing? <laughs> Come on, moon boy. <laughs> yeah, for the eclipse, that plan shot. We looked high and low. We just followed the path of the eclipse through Arkansas, up through Illinois, and everything. Holiday in $600 a night. Like... Just everyone was wise. What's too. the big deal? I've seen one. I mean, they're all right, but like, what's you, have you seen a total eclipse? Yeah. Gosh, here we go again. Yeah. You gonna get him from my dude? So I was in Cleveland, Tennessee, in twenty. I think it was nineteen. Mm-hmm. I guess was that, that the last year? one? Yeah. yeah. And it came over like my house basically, and on the back porch, I sat there and watched it. Had the glasses and everything. Well, you don't need the glass. I don't think you were. You do validate. for most of the time, yes. and then once it's totally clear, I know. I was yeah. Okay. So we did a bunch of people ascend on the town, descend, descend. Yeah, there was a bunch of people there, but it was a college campus, so like it, all of the students and everybody was like filling like all of the major like fields on campus but i had a house just off campus so it was awesome we had like a bunch of people over we were all just sitting out there watching it was cool but it wasn't like this is a transformational (laughs) spiritual moment you seem like such a hippie one with nature that you would that it would blow your mind i'm i'm shocked that you're not it was cool dan's next tattoo is going to be the total eclipse with the solar flares but i mean do you go like up on a mountain or like the last time the last one we went up on a mountain so you can see like a big landscape yeah so for me i'm in like a little backyard i can look up and see it yeah but like it just kind of got like purpley darkish greenish it was cool because because we were facing on the cliff face we could see the shadow coming in like like yeah, this, it's a cloud I could see how being up high and like seeing and then out. you got that thermal cold wind. Yeah. Um. But anyways, so we did end up renting an Airbnb at. I'm gonna pronounce this wrong. Wait but, a second. Go ahead. Just thought of something. <laughs> just hang on. <laughs> okay, at, now go. At, <laughs> he just at, farted. That's <laughs> <laughs> hang on. At Pakota. Pakota Lake. Patoka. Patoka Lake. Okay. Oh. When is this? Eclipse? It's in Indiana. April 17th. Oh, it's in April. So it'll be turkey season. <clears throat> I was just thinking, like, it would be pretty sweet to be hunting during this because it mm. will cause the deer and turkey to do their that's nighttime what we, That's what we were saying. We were saying, like, are they going to, like, try to roost? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about, like, oh, wow, sun's, yeah. sun's yeah. down, time to but roost. I, when we had that conversation the other day, I didn't actually compute that it could be during a season. Can you imagine it will. shooting an eclipse bird? Yeah. You could? <laughs> that's crazy I can't, I, I can't. I, what do they all do all I can do is imagine shooting a bird um, no so anyway so I'm just going to be an hour north of Louisville in Indiana we got a little Airbnb but we're going to take the kayaks out on the lake for the eclipse for the actual eclipse and so I was talking with Erica about oh. it and she just rented a campground up there with her yeah. group of 30 she was telling me about that trailer park boys <laughs> that's who erica runs around with just think of bubbles uh so you're gonna be on the water when this happens that's the plan it's a monday so what if the, nessie comes the out question is weird? is how many other people are gonna be on that boat ramp? it's just like a random tornado vacuum of water yeah like the water all gets sucked down into some hole bye dan (laughs) dan's gone that'd be a cool way to go um yeah so so it's just uh because i think this happens every year somewhere on the planet it's just really rare that it goes across the u.s Mm. really i think so there's another one that's not the 
Yes, there's one in October that's not. Lunar yeah, so it's it's when the one in April is when the moon is closest to the Earth, so it can block out the full sun. The one in October, the moon is far away from the Earth, so you can still see the edge of the sun around the moon. Hmm. Have you all heard the story of the guy? He was like a, I want I feel like he was like a conquistador, explorer type cat, pulled up to some country where there's like these folks are like Aztec. Was it Aztec? And they're doing the human sacrifices. No, 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 no. no. And they're like ready to take them prisoner. They do take them prisoner, all this stuff. Well, when they were on the boat, they had seen that there was an eclipse coming. And so the captain or whatever comes up with this plan. He's like, ah, I'm going to tell him I'm a god. And there's an eclipse coming in three days. Or like the the sun will be blocked because the gods are mad at you for keeping us captive or whatever. And it happens. And all the people are like, oh, no. Like they start worshiping him and like let him leave. That's what the Aztecs did because the Aztecs really knew a lot about astronomy. And yeah. they would plan human sacrifices Oof. and be like, oh, and then when the eclipse happens, it'll make our population think, we'll, like, we'll wait for a sign from God. Because for most of these people... If you knew the eclipse was coming through your little Aztec town, like this this one that's coming is going through Mexico, but it probably happens once every hundred years. So uh-huh. everyone on the on, that's in the crowd would have never have seen this happen before, and you kill a virgin or something, and then the sun blots out. You'd be like, oh, my goodness, this really is like a shaman. Uh. And I feel like, I mean, depending on when your story is, depends but a for a long very devoid of detail <laughs> yeah yeah this I'll, guy one somewhere time this guy. one time yeah a, a lot of europe for a long time when they were sailing didn't really know the earth was round so they didn't wouldn't have known that an eclipse was coming because uh. you have to deal with the you know orbits of these planets and stuff but after they discovered which was what like the mid 1600s they discovered that the earth was round yeah if you were 1750 and you ran into some weird random island full of savages you could probably do that yeah um it always makes me think of that nate barcotzi thing where he's like i could never convince someone i was from the future if i'm <laughs> traveling <laughs> the past <laughs> what was the president <laughs> in 1925 yeah how's the uh, cell phone work yeah. i don't know <laughs> but that's what i'd be like on that ship i'd be like I'd be like, oh, I think there's like an eclipse coming in like the next month. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, when is it? Like, ah, I, uh, don't, I don't really know how to calculate <laughs> that. So. Um, yeah. But cool. What are you guys getting into this week? This weekend? I mean, we got, um, because of the wedding, my wife is hosting a shower. So I'd be spending a lot of time outside just cleaning, clean up the yard, doing yard work. You're fixing not going to hunt? Uh, there's a chance that I get out, but Man. it is slim. And if I do, it's only going to be for the afternoon on he's, Saturday. He's going to be trimming hedges with a bow on his back, just in case. <laughs> just in well, I mean, case. so that's the other thing. Like, I I will not go out if I do not feel confident out to at least 30, 35, 40 yards. Oh, okay. And I still have to fix that sight to be oh. dialed in at those distances. Ah. And I have so many chores to get done that the bow has to take a back seat. Oh. And so therefore it might be a midweek afternoon hunt next week that didn't you have a wedding was it a year or two years ago out at your other hunting property too. Yeah. This is like a reoccurring theme for you. That was that was hopefully it's done. Was yeah. that the wedding that you was that this last year where you shot the two deer? Mm-hmm. Because because of the wedding they had to clear the fields. That he shot those two on a different ago. property. Oh, that was two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I still the bow shop still has my bow going on week four. Oh, dude, I forgot about that. You haven't so got it back. I, that yeah, two I'll weeks. Be huh? making a, yeah, they're like two weeks. I was like, oh, okay, great. I'll take it to you guys instead of this other shop that said three weeks, and then we're now on week four. So I'm going to be making a trip to stop in and see what's up. I called them last week, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll have them call you, and they never called me. Is this next so, door? I'm not going to spot burn here <laughs> run anybody down. <laughs> no. Um, I would just walk over there because I guarantee if it's not done, they'll be like, all right, look, well, we got to do this thing, and then they'll do it while you're standing there. Maybe. Yeah, we're. it's surprising. We've got, you know, tethered running really behind as far as the stuff shipping out from, from them, and we'll get some customer things. Sometimes it has nothing to do with us, you know. There'll be some shipping delay that – we have no control over or whatever but the amount of people that are ordering stuff four days before their hunt you know oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would say that's most common though like most people that's probably what they do right like they get their gear out and like look and like oh that's broken or oh, i want to improve this or that like not everybody's freaks like us that like i have i guess but all my had, stuff in freaking but we had one March. guy <laughs> who bought an open box item uh it was a bow release and he got it the day before a competition. Oh. Uh, and they thought an Amazon drone was going to drop it off Well, in an hour? I would just think that you would want more time to practice with it, like what you were yeah. saying. You wouldn't be like, oh, a brand new bow release. I'm going to try it out at this competition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or maybe his broke, and he just needed maybe a replacement. Maybe it was the same, or, yeah. the same model. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Never know. Never, Never know. know. But I'm the ding-dong that waited till like, the peak of when you get your bow uh restrung to take mine in to be fair though mine like basically broke down at the end of the summer well, it was they fine. still they told you two weeks yeah so. but yeah i had been hemming and hawing about it for like three or four weeks i could have got ahead of it that's what makes me wonder if you got the people that are coming in there like here's an extra century 20. note yeah to get me done quick ah. yeah but again i'm behind schedule but i will be trying to <laughs> I will be trying to. Off. I know <laughs> it's convenient. Yeah. I'll be trying to get it ready. So if you want to shoot in the next week, I, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah. think Derek's kind of in the same boat. He's got some stuff that he's recently changed. He's wanting to shoot a lot, so I'll be. Uh, I'll have to shoot a bunch because once you get it restrung, they say you need to uh, like put two or three hundred arrows. That's a lot. And then you come back and they do a full tune of everything do you guys uh, do either of you guys shoot in your backyards mm-hmm. i can't anymore i used to all the time but then they built like these big houses behind my house and mm. i would get in trouble for sure but. i do shoot yeah cool sweet <laughs> nothing like some dead air i was just like where were you going with that were you just curious <laughs> i was just curious okay <laughs> you have a great backyard for shooting you, you I have start real, shooting because you could get up on your good. deck Oh, it's, you get that downward angle? Slope. Yeah, you could stand just on the top of the hill in front of the deck, and it'd be like the same angle as being in a, in a I tree stand. I want you stand. to get into it really bad because I know that you will eventually set up like a dope archery range in your backyard, <laughs> and we'll be going over to your house <laughs> and shooting. Which is, which is also the reason I don't want to get into it yeah. because I know I would go crazy with it. And the yeah. other thing is is Amanda has multiple times said that she she likes shooting bows not mm. at animals not hunting but she just would enjoys the she would like it. having a target range in the backyard that she could shoot like a long You need to give her that. Will you just do it? We get a we get a sweet deal. <laughs> Come on, man. We do get a sweet deal, but I just I'm putting like 8 grand in my truck right now, so Oh, jeez. Yeah. 
<sighs> all right boys and girls make sure you get on go wild and log these shows earn those points some sweet sweet swag out there coming from our partners gum broker and we'll be continuing all year long new elk shirt just new dropped. elk shirt dropping from federal little collab t-shirt get on there check it out it's got a sweet quote from our boy teddy on the back um right in time Bridge for elk up, season Bridgewater. Mm. <laughs> good <laughs> good, wow. good louisville good, right. good inside yeah. cut louisville, louisville which by the way up. he looks good man he did look good looks really good yeah all right see y'all next week <laughs>